0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. going to help me out here, Brendan, who is that? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> this is the 9-inch nails instrumental. Oh, okay. Trent Reznor. I was listening to Tool on the way down on the drive uh, to Calgary on, what day was that? Wednesday night. Bob Stauffer with you. And I'm Albertan. Of course I drove back after last night's game. That's what we do, man. Come on. This is Oilers Now, and it is 135 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu. And a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations. Now with four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stock recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. That's right, the Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott was a fan of the Texan. We are going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. And our headliner on today's show for Wilhawk Beef jerky it just might be the best you've ever tasted, search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today, is Mark Spector, whose appearances are brought to you uh, twice uh, weekly on this show by Horse Racing Alberta HRA uh, with live racing down at Century Mile Friday and Saturday and uh, post time is available at the horses uh, there we go here we go and we bring aboard Sportsnet back. hello Mark Spector how you doing Oh, pretty good
1: Bobby just pulled into town here and uh, enjoying a day off a day away from the hockey rink it's gonna be feel kind of weird I think
0: Uh, Well, I mean, I could work every day, you know that, I love it, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, and you do know that. Uh, Hey, Mark, did it live up to everything that we were hoping it would be, the Battle of Alberta? Yeah, you know what, that's that's the best
1: part for me, like, you know, uh, we saw a bunch of things in these last five games in the Battle of Alberta that we haven't seen in other playoff series anywhere, right? They set an NHL record with four goals in 71 seconds. We saw a 132-foot goal. It opened with a 9-6 game. None of these things are happening in any other series or have happened, frankly, in recent years in any other series. We, we saw Leon Dreissel score 17 points, three-plus points, set a National Hockey League record. We saw Karnam McDavid set a National Hockey League record with multi-point games. We saw 45 goals. Right? Here we are in a 3-2 league. That's what we always say, right? These guys had like a portal back to 1980. They played 5-4 hockey all through this thing. I mean, this
0: series was unique, Bob. It was really unique. It was a crazy series. I mean, let's face it. And that, that was part of it. The theater was off the charts. The fans were awesome in both cities. You know, the the watch parties and at the end of the day, though, did it come down to Edmonton's best players just outplaying Calgary's best play? Is is it is that just too simple of an explanation?
1: No, no, it's not too simple. That's what that's how series get won. Right, your best guys beat my best guys. I lose. Your goalie's better than my goalie. You know, we've said this many times. The the team that wins the goaltending battle, forget about the skaters. The team that wins the goaltending battle probably wins eighty percent of all series uh Edmonton's top players frankly crushed Calgary's top players they were better on every front defensively you know first of all defensively good uh, uh McDavid and Drysidel were hard to score against look at their defensive statistics here and the first line of of Calgary got scored against a ton that's supposed to be the best five on five line in the league and Edmonton's top people and their defensive posture and the structure absolutely caved that top best line in the league in for five games. It wasn't even close. And uh, then you go to the goaltending battle, and and Mike Smith was better than Jacob Markstrom, full stop. So Edmonton's best guys were their best guys, and I'm not saying I'm not saying what Daryl said. That one guy beat us, that's fantasy, right? You wish one guy beat you. You know, i I got a lot of respect for Daryl. they will take this the wrong way. But the Flames wish one guy beat them. They got beat by about, well, they got beat by 20 guys. They got beat by about six in particular they had no answer for.
0: Them. Uh, Jack Michaels, after last night's game, my broadcast partner, the last three games of the series, Edmonton's top line piled up 25 points. Calgary's two. <laughs> McDavid from McDavid from our Dry Settle. That's the way it had to end. Uh, you know, the, Edmonton had the four best forwards in this. Me, like you look at it and go, all right, who is better than McDavid and Dry Settle for Calgary? Nobody. Uh, Hyman was terrific in the series. Kane had a, a couple big games. You could say Michael Backlund in the two hole was the best Flames forward, and Nugent yep. Hopkins. Pretty much kind of was on the same level other than in the face off circle. So Yeah, that's fair. You know, uh, the goaltending one to me is interesting. We just had Kevin Weeks on. I talked about I use the term there's house cats and then there's alley cats and alley cats fight and they scrap for every inch. And you would me have been talking Dwayne Rollison, I called him an alley cat back in 06. And Mike Smith and Dwayne Rollison have done stuff that nobody else has done. Shutouts by guys in their 40s. <laughs> we, you know, in the modern era, we don't see that happen. How much, uh, 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 just, just like Mark, we, we focus so much on McDavid and Dry Settle, but put yourself in Mike Smith's shoes. They didn't call me as they, did, you know, even though we had a decent year in 1920, Smith had a decent year, bounced out in the pandemic and the bubble, roll into October. I remember. The day the Oilers... So they they lost out on Markstrom on the Friday. They found out on the Friday. And then the negotiations process started with Smith on the Saturday. They got Tyson buried Saturday morning and everybody was pumped up. This was like October, I don't know, 27th or 28th, whatever it was. Everybody was stoked. And then guys lost their you-know-what that the Oilers signed Mike Smith at that time to a one-year deal for the upcoming 2021 season. And then... Ken Holland signs him to a two-year deal, and then Ken Holland kind of doubles down on Mike Smith. Back and says, I got to see what my team looks like with both goaltenders uh, healthy. I mean, there's so much, and it's not like Smith was brilliant in the series. He had some awful, he had some crazy moments too. But Mark, at the end of the day, he was infinitely better than the other guy in between the pipes.
1: Well, and this will extend because before he got that two-year deal, did Ken Holland not take a pretty stern run at Darcy Kemper? I yes. believe he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> so, so Mike Smith is the guy that's, you know he's uh, he's the second fiddle here to Markstrom, and he just beat Markstrom. And don't think he won't. You know, Mike never talks about that. I've asked him; he doesn't talk about any type of revenge or, or any motivation he got from that. But knowing the guy as we do, he, he knows the score here. He knows going score. So, they, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me with in this series, because it was a such a goofy series, a bit of a sloppy series at times defensively, four goals in 71 seconds, things like that. Uh, Smith... He he had the you know he had the old Grant Fuhr fifteen second memory right by the time they dropped the puck at center ice whether it was a good goal or a bad goal to beat him he forgot about it and and uh, you know he, last night those two goals in that 41, 71 second span yeah you know Goodrow under the pad and Yarnkrok inside the post didn't love him but that didn't wreck his night and it he he was it for him they didn't get another puck past them other than the coleman one that was disallowed so that's the biggest thing like we've seen when goalies are going good and they're stopping everything it's easy to, to keep your focus when you're not going good all the time and some crazy stuff's getting past you 132 footers and stuff and you still bounce back and you still get the w that's that you're talking about alley cats right that's that's the fighter, the scrapper. Bad times are coming for a goalie. It's playoff hockey. But how you deal with those bad times? Mike Smith uh, in this series, you know, he, he dealt with them unbelievably. And just look at the numbers. See, I believe his save percentage in the series was nine eleven and uh, Markstrom's was 850.
0: All right, I'm going I'm to put this into terms where maybe guys over 40 can relate to and guys under 40 can't because there's a cutoff there in terms of what people experience. Herm Edwards did a speech uh, with the NFL players and talked about the rule of one. One wife... One, one car, uh, one house, not a house for you or for your baby mama, one house, one, uh, you know, you have one drink at the club and you leave at one. Uh, you don't sit there and stay until last, you know, that's the whole shtick of the thing, right? And right. all I could think of, spec, is you and me are from a, we're a little bit older. If I had to leave after last call... The type of guy I'd want in my corner would be Mike Smith. <laughs> I'd like my chances, you know, like there's yeah, no, there's that, he's a scrapper. Pat Pat LaForge always used to do the shtick. When he would do these events, he'd go, where's that six-foot-four boy from Camrose when I need him? You know what I'm saying? And, and Mike Smith's kind of that guy, so uh, he, he is a scrapper. All right, it is the Battle of Alberta. The Oilers deserved to win the series. I think you can agree on that. Uh, they won four straight games. They they the, the analytics guys will tell you the expected goals for Edmonton, Mark, in the final three games of the series, favorite Edmonton. Um, we saw. Well, that makes me feel better, Bob. Uh, I know. I, I know. You're, you're you're those expected goals. They go a long way in April and May. Let me tell you what. Well, these days it's May and June. Uh, now you've made me lose my train of thought completely here. Uh, all right, they deserve to win. Yeah, they deserve, They deserved to win the series. But all right, in 2017, Edmonton lost a seven-game series to Anaheim. Where they had a brutal no call on a on a game tying goal in game five, tough sequence and hey it it was a factor. I mean it, you know Edmonton lost three one goal games in that series two in overtime. Calls matter. If you're in Calgary today, you're not. Ha- I, I got to tell you, Speck as an Oilers broadcaster, I could not believe that goal did not count for Coleman. I was in absolute shock. This to me the spirit of the rule. The spirit of, of hockey, that goal should count. I, You know, I have empathy for some, some of us. The, the Oilers were still a better team in the series, but that was a tough call, Mark.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, before I forget, I want to say Eric Francis in Calgary on sportsnet.ca is looking into this thing today, and he reported, I heard him saying this morning, and it'll, it'll be a very interesting piece. Oilers fans are going to want to read it. Uh, there's four guys in the room last night, and they were uh, Bill McCreary, Right. Maybe the best referee any of us have ever seen. Um, They were uh, Colin Campbell. Right. They were I forget who the other two guys were in there. Mike. um, Oh, come on, Bobby. Been running. Mike Murphy.
0: Mike Mike Murphy. Thank you. Mike Murphy, who who Chris King. and was Chris King the other guy? Well, say it's it's the, the, Peter, the so-called Peterborough Mafia. Okay, uh, but here's it, what I want to say. Yes. Those guys have been in on the ground floor of the war room since it started. Right. Those guys they, have... Seen they, know they, know they know what they're They know what they're doing. They know what they're
1: doing. So my, I guess my point is this. Listen, these things are coin flips. That could have just as easily been a gold. No question. We all know that. But um, I, I tend to... To say to you that if the, you know the, the rule is the rule, those guys know the rules. They're not cheering for a team, and uh, there's no more four. There's there's no more other, four other people that are more well versed and experienced in making that call. And if in their minds, if Bill McCreary thinks that's not a goal, Bob, get out of the way. It's not a goal. Okay. Yeah. It's Bill McCreary for crying out loud. Tough call. If Colin Campbell doesn't think it's a goal, and Mike Murphy, it's not a goal. Tough call. So, It's a tough call. The last thing I'll say is this, and we've been on the other end of this for years, Bob. When you're the better team, when you're winning a series, when you're doing it the right way, when your guys are playing the proper defensive game, when when you're playing a winning game brand of playoff hockey, and the big break shows up right late in the series, the big break arrives. We watch Dallas get that break, Bob. Right? We watch Colorado get those breaks. We watch Detroit get those breaks. Edmonton was gonna get that break last night because they were the better team and the better team earns yeah. the break, the better team gets the break, and that's what happened.
0: All right, Mark. Final question for you. Uh you you know, you you celebrate in the afterglow of the victory. That's awesome. I, personally I think Colorado and Edmonton would be incredibly entertaining. Saint Louis has got a great chin. They know how to win. They're a veteran team. Yep. Who does Edmonton have a better chance to beat? Oh, gee. Um, I'm going to say they have a better chance to beat St.
1: Louis. Okay. I'm going to say that I don't like St. Louis's goaltending quite as much. I'm going to say that they're not as dynamic a team. You know, we just watched a defensive team that, that played a lot of 3-2-2 and two, two, all year. They couldn't handle the Edmonton orders. And I, I put St. Louis in a bit of the same bracket as I put Calgary. Uh, the team I'd rather watch them play is Colorado. I want to see right what everyone. I want to. I'm the same as everyone out there. I want to see McCarr and McKinnon and McDavid and would it. Be that's awesome, all, man. That'd be awesome. Like that's what everyone wants. I get it. But I'll bet you, you know, I'd be more likely to pick the Orders to win a series against St. Louis. Or I would against Colorado. How about that?
0: Any idea if we open up uh, Tuesday or Wednesday yet? Well, what I'm hearing, and nobody stop buying plane tickets,
1: please. But what I'm hearing is if Colorado wins tonight, it's a Tuesday opener. And if St. Louis wins tonight, it's a Thursday opener. Uh, it's obviously opening for the orders on the road. A Thursday uh, opener
0: in St. Louis and a Tuesday? Oh, because there would be another no, no. game. Yeah, so yeah. wherever it opens, if that series goes seven, they're going to open it on Thursday. They, I am told, and this can
1: change, okay, this can change. I am told they want to run the Western Series Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and they want to run the Eastern Series Wednesday, Friday, Sunday.
0: That's all what I am told. All right, Spec, great stuff. Thanks for your time. All right, Bobby. For the horses and horse racing in Alberta, that's Mark Spector. We'll wrap up orders now when we return. do you want to mention, have we got Edmonton Elks action tonight? In the Canadian Football League now that they've got this they got the deal signed and everything between the C F L P A and the players? Oh yeah, it was all signed last night. They jumped on the bird, they're in Winnipeg and we'll have coverage after the five o'clock news tonight. Kickoff show begins at five with Brendan Escott. Are you not part you're now are you pre and post man? Is that what you're mm-hmm. double duty there? I am to Elks football, what Reed Wilkins is to the Oilers Radio Network. All right. So there you go. I'm gonna lose you here in the next I can see what's gonna happen here in the next six months. You've been pretty good, Brendan, let me tell you. Oh, thanks, man. Positive reinforcement fun. gets you everywhere. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, we got Evanton Elks preseason action. Uh, against the Blue Bombers tonight, live from Winnipeg. Countdown to the kickoff show uh, begins at 5 p.m. Game time, 6.30, of course, with Morley Scott and Dave Campbell. As we go to List in order's history for New West Travel, this October, travel on a private WestJet charter flight to Cabot Links in Nova Scotia for five days of golf at the number 10 golf course in the world. Details at newwesttravel.com. The Edmonton Oilers needed to close this series off back in 2006 because the team was... Sick as you know what. Here's Brendan telling you the rest. Ethan Morrow, Rafi Torres rallying to score. The Oilers beat the Ducks 2-1 to one and win the Western Conference Final 4-1 at Arrowhead Pond. Dwayne Rollison backstopping them to the win that set up that Stanley Cup Final State with Carolina. And the Oilers uh, multiple players, like 7-10 to 10 players on the team were sick uh, for games 4-5 and five of that series and they ended up closing out uh, Joffrey Lupel who had a huge huge playoff that year for anaheim he scored nine goals and the anaheim ducks uh we w- likely uh well i'll tell you what monday's show's in flux uh because if we do start the playoff series in colorado on tuesday uh mr escott will be hosting the show on monday we'll have a full preview of the nhl western conference final how awesome is that up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge uh, from 2 to 3, and then the 6:30 chat afternoons with guest host Brad Whisker. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. I know I will. So long from orders now. No space to rent in this town. You're out of luck. The Oilers have a shorthanded breakaway. Zach Hyman for the lead shoots and scores. Edmonton four Calgary. the lead! Ryan Nugent Hopkins! 4-3! Right under the bar! On the rebound! I gave it a shot!